It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. presents Sports Talk 790 Astroline. Astroline. The official preseason show of Astros baseball. This is where we talk about your Astros. Join the show. Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag Astroline. That ball is gone. From Duffy's Sports Bar in West Palm Beach, Florida. Sports Talk 790 Astroline starts now. And greetings from Duffy's Sports Grill on Clematis, downtown West Palm Beach. This is our third of four Astrolines presented by Carbide Brewing Company coming to you live from spring training as the uh, Houston Astros get ready for the 2020 season. I'm Robert Ford, pleased to be joined tonight by Mike Coffin, one of the uh, radio broadcasters for the Astros AA affiliate, the Corpus Christi Hooks. Good to see you, Mike. Robert, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Just saw you. Uh, not a whole lot has changed since then. I, I put a cap on. <laughs> yeah, you did put a cap on. Uh, but, uh, you know, you've been down here for a few days. And I know this is fun for you because, obviously, you get a chance to, to do some Astros Major League Spring training games. You've done it the last few years. really appreciate it uh, and do a great job. Uh, and you also get a chance to go on the backfield as well because you're also getting ready for your season in Corpus Christi, so you want to get a chance to, to know some of the staff over there and some of the players you're going to have. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of nerve-wracking on a few different fronts. My, my first games of the year are, are here with you guys, so I certainly want to put my best foot forward. But uh, growing up a, a lifelong Astros fan, this, this show has so much history, in particular uh, Astro Line, just so, to be a part of it's very special. And then uh, to help out with the broadcast and uh, to see some of the guys – uh, that have impacted the hooks over the years, standout players, and, and, and they could certainly be in the mix this year for the Astros. So uh, a lot of fun on numerous levels for sure. Without a doubt, and uh, you got a chance to finally meet your new manager this year. It's going to be a new I manager did. of Corpus Christi, Gregorio Petit, former Astro who played for the Astros in 2014, one of the all-time Great guys, and I know you got you, you guys are going to love having them down there. Well, one thing that I, I picked up on right away from Gregorio was the fact this guy is always smiling, just a tremendous oh, yeah. attitude, and, uh, you know, just a year removed from his playing days. Former Astro was also in the Texas League with the Midland Rockhounds as an aged farmhand, so he's very familiar with the Texas League circuit. And, uh, you know, from what I hear, the Astros were trying to get him uh, a few years ago in terms of helping out coaching. So uh, he's going to be a tremendous addition to the, to the ranks, and we look forward to having him with the Hooks. Um, Omar Lopez, former Hooks manager, uh, was uh, called up to the Astros. So it's a lot of moving and shaking going on. A lot of moving and shaking. Yeah, Omar Lopez, his first big league assignment, as he's going to be the Astros' first base coach this season. And I mentioned I'm here with... Mike Coffin. People are people are clapping, Robert. They they are clapping. Why are, why are they clapping? Because um, you just did some origami, and uh, <laughs> people really appreciate. I mean, is that is that a or, crane? Or what a, is that? Or a what? 
That's all right. Well, pleased to be joined by the man everybody was just clapping for, Astros pitcher Josh James. Good to see you, Josh. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing great, doing great. And uh, spring training's got to be neat for you. Obviously, you're, you're getting ready for the season. You, right. you pitched yesterday uh, in, in the Northport against the, the Braves. Uh, but you're from Fort Lauderdale area, so it's about an hour south of here. So yeah. uh, did you did you grow up spending a whole lot of time in West Palm Beach? Um, not really. Um, just the last, like, maybe four or five years, I uh, I trained up here to, uh-huh. at Cressy's Sports Performance. Okay, in the offseason? Uh-huh. Yeah, in the offseason. So that's the only uh, real connection of West Palm I have. So you pitched yesterday. We didn't get a chance to see it because it's split squad day, so we were broadcasting the game. Uh, at, at West Palm Beach, mm-hmm. and you know, I know you gave it the three runs in the first inning, yeah. but, but it seems like you settled down after that. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I got to, to to settle down a little bit and go back and uh, reach my, my my pitch count. Um, so I felt good. Uh, you know, everybody. I think everybody needs one of those outings where you know you kind of gotta grind through it, and that was one of those for me. So it was good to get that. You know, get that under my belt before uh, uh, spring training. You know, ended. And the Josh, season started. Josh, I got to watch you throw in, in Fort Myers, and uh, one thing that jumped out, you're really filling up the strike zone, very efficient, even in your in your first spring outing as well. Uh, is, is that kind of the, one of the bigger takeaways that, that you've come up with this spring training in terms of your performance, filling up that strike zone? Yeah. Um, so in the off, like in the offseason, um, I kind of just went back and watched a lot of my outings, and um, I noticed that uh, I was giving away a bats, and um, I had really big misses. So uh, in the offseason, I worked really hard to kind of refine the misses and be in the zone more because um, my stuff is good enough to play. I just, no just got to throw it in the zone and, um, and just work. So. so was it a question of your delivery that you had to refine? Uh, was, it, um, was it other things? Yeah, it was more, it was more delivery than, uh-huh. than anything and just getting comfortable and, and, and consistent with it. Um, uh, I put a lot of work into it in the offseason, and when I got into camp um, – Strami had some ideas that kind of just worked hand in hand with what was going on. So, uh, and everything's just starting to kind of mesh now. One of the things that I that I read before coming down here is that you were trying to work on becoming more linear to the plate in terms of, of the strike zone. Can you can you describe that? I mean, what exactly that means? Um, so, the way my delivery works is I I generate power from kind of like rotating my upper body to kind of create, I don't know, like a, almost like a rubber band effect. And um, that can lead to, it's really hard to time up, but when it times up, it comes out good. Um, but it's really hard to time up. So um, I, I watched a lot of Cole, Cole's delivery and his is just, if you watch him, it's up, down, like to the, like it's just straight to the plate. There's no extra movement in his hips. Um, I talked to um, I talked to Strami, and then I talked to my my strength my strength coaches in the off season, and they said, you know, his hips are what he does is unique, and I can you know I can't be like that, so I have to find my own way to uh, to rotate and create. And, and it's crazy for me to think. I mean, people think, well, he should just do it this way. Here's the video. Just go out right. there and do it this way. What, what's the challenge? What's the process like from seeing something on video, internalizing it, and then actually going, that, going out there and putting it into your mechanics when you're out there competing with, with each and every pitch? Yeah, you, gotta, um, you really have to find – like, you have to know yourself. And um, the coaches that I've had that I have in the offseason, Cressy and, and Brian Kaplan, they, 
they know the way my, my body works and what I can and can't do. So, um, you know, sitting down with them, talking about, you know, breaking down some ideas and what they had and uh, combining it with what the organization and Strami thinks is best for me. And, uh, and then at the end is actually being able to take that information and go out and adjust and play with it and, you know, kind of stick to what I'm doing and not really give up on it. So in the offseason, obviously, you, you know, you talk about the strength stuff that you do and, mm-hmm. and getting ready for the season. What's your general schedule in terms of when you start throwing? I know a lot of guys talk about, like, right around the new year. Is that pretty typical for you, too, or is it a little different? Um, it just depends. We had a really late offseason. Right. Um, I mean. Thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. I'm not, yeah. I'm not mad about yeah. that yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, that's what you play for. Um, but um, long season, so. I kind of wanted to take some time. I didn't want to just rush back into it, so I started around that time. But if um, normal offseason, I'd probably start throwing in maybe late October, early November. Okay. Kind of just to – and I'd probably get off the mound, but probably just 55 feet – or uh, 55, like a short box. Okay. Um, I do that first just so I can feel the slope. And when I actually start throwing bullpens, um, maybe in January, I'm not lost. And I do that maybe once or twice a week. Used primarily last year as a reliever, just given all the circumstances in spring training last year. Uh, but now you're you're trying to, to pick up that starter role, uh, and obviously you have to work out of the windup. How are you feeling right now in the in the windup? I feel really good. Um, I'm 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 in a really good place with it. Um, I put a lot of work into it um, from the start of spring till now, and you know every day, kind of just working on it. So I'm. I'm happy that I feel good, I feel consistent, I feel strong, so um, uh, I feel pretty good with it. So You know, it's, it's kind of weird to think that this is only your second big league spring training. Yeah. Because you, did, you weren't in big league spring training 2018, you wound up uh, finishing the year in the big leagues with the Astros that year. Uh, last year was your first big league spring training. And initially, the plan was for you to compete for a, a starting pit, uh, starting spot in the uh, rotation. But then you, you know, you had the injury in spring training. It was oblique, if I remember correctly. No, it was a quad. A quad. I'm yeah. sorry. That's right. It was leg injury. Uh, so you had the quad injury, and so that more or less took you out of the running for a starting spot. With the thought being, you wouldn't have enough time to get stretched out. Was that uh, disappointing to you? I mean, obviously, you still wound up being on the big league club, but not in a in a starting role. Right. Yeah. It was it was definitely disappointing, just because. You know, um, I you know that's what what I wanted to do and what I was working working towards, and just to have that happen, you know, um, sucks. But uh, it, it it enabled me to, to to learn how to be a reliever, mm-hmm. and um, I had I had a great I had a pretty good season um, as a reliever, um, and I think some of the relieving has helped me now, even as a starter, just um, just on uh, like. Preparation for the game and uh, consistency with a prepar- with a with a with a routine. So, yeah. What is uh? I, I remember Colin McHugh saying this to me once. Another starter who wound up pitching quite a bit out of the bullpen for the Astros saying he said to me once, every pitcher should spend at least one season just being in the bullpen and understanding what that's like and right. kind of the ups and downs and and, and everything. What was that experience like for you, just being in the bullpen? And I mean, just completely different mindset, where you could be you could be pitching at any time, as opposed to having that consistent routine as a starter. Right. Well, yeah, I, I think it's, I think being in the bullpen is pretty good for for a lot of people. Just just to learn, like like you said, the ups and downs, and 
it was, I had a lot of, you know, I had some good moments, I had some bad moments, but um, I think the bullpen helped me learn a short, uh, short-term memory. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of helping me in, as a starter, just, you know, for, in, for instance, my, my last start uh, against the Braves came out and gave up three in the first and, you know, you get to, you know, wipe your slate clean and go back out and pitch and, you know, that's not the luxury you have as a, as a reliever, you know, you give up three and that's, that's your day. That's you know? it, yeah. yeah. So, um, it just, I just, I, I'm glad I get to go out and, and, and compete again, you know. So, obviously, trying to go out there and win the starting job, but at the same time, you have to build yourself up for the season. And I'm sure there's an internal checklist of the things that you want to accomplish before the team uh, heads north. How do you balance that in terms of working on specific things, but at the same time going out there and, and doing really well when the, when the games start? Um, I think there has to be a point where you're like, you know what you're working on, but when you get into the game, it's, it's just compete. It's just go out and, 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 and execute and not really think about you know, the checklist that you wrote down is just go out and play and, and, and then, you know, that's how you get better. You go back the next day, you look at what you did wrong. You know, you compare, hey, this is what I, this is my checklist. Did I hit my checklist? All right, I missed this, 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 and this. All right, this is what I'm going to work towards on my next start. So that's kind of the way I mentally approach that. So you have a game. You, let's, let's, let's say it's a starter since that's the role you're, 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 you're most likely to fill this year. You have a start uh, after the game, regardless of how it goes. Are you someone who, now, you, you know, you, during the regular season, you had to talk to media after the game, obviously, so you have to kind of rehash what you did, right. good or bad. But uh, are you someone who, right after you leave the ballpark, you just don't want to think about that day? Or are you someone who is just always kind of, like, replaying that day's game in your mind as you, as you leave the field? Well... Uh, I'm uh, I'm more of a replay guy uh-huh. in, my, in my mind, and um, I, I'd give myself a, a little time to kind of be upset. And um, after a certain point, once I get in, get inside my house, it's I you know it's kind of a, I wipe my feet on the doormat. To, so you use that's that, my mental that my drive mental, to, to oh, decompress. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I wipe my feet at the door, uh-huh. and I go inside, and that's it for that. So, um, and then the next day, I just I know what I have to do to get better, kind of, kind of, kind of pops back up, obviously. Right, but, right. Uh, I, mean, you, I use that to go to the field and see what I got to do better and get better, and, and then that's it for that. Well, certainly that mentality helps in, in a lot more things than, than just baseball. I mean, did, did, did it come to you easily learning how to turn the page like that, or is it, has it been a process as, as you've evolved in your professional oh, career? Man, it's, it's been a long process. <laughs> um, you got to it see sounds me, like an yeah, arduous one. Yeah, you got to see me twice in AA, and... Um, even the year before that in Lancaster, was, uh, it was up and down, and uh, Quad Cities was up and down. Like, my whole career has been a lot, like, I've learned so much throughout. When I look back at the span of my career, like, my minor league to major league career, I'm like, man, it's, you know, it feels, it feels like it all took forever, you know, to, to kind of unfold and learned a lot on the way and uh, just learning each year how piece the good and piece the goods together to hopefully string out a good career you know that's kind of how it's been well you're certainly on the on the right track hey don't forget spring training's underway at 15 ballpark of the palm beaches make plans now to see your houston astros in action for the best way to experience florida visit astros.com slash 
spring training. We'll continue with more with Astros pitcher Josh James as Astroline presented by Carbock Brewing Company live from Duffy Sports Grill in downtown West Palm Beach on Clematis continues on the Houston Astros Radio Network. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbock Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing crafted for serious fun. The sun is shining, the palms are swaying, and Astro Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beach is all in one place. Visit astros.com spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561-500-4487. All through is standing in line, the clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never gonna win this. Life hasn't done out quite. And welcome back to Duffy Sports Grill on Clematis, downtown West Palm Beach. Astroline presented by Carbach Brewing Company. Hey, catch a first glimpse of this year's top prospects of the Hooks and Express Play two exhibition games during the second annual Houston Astros Futures Weekend. Home and Home Series will kick off in Round Rock on April 4th and continue in Corpus Christi on April 5th. Visit AstrosFutures.com for more information. Robert Ford, Mike Coffin, here with Astros pitcher Josh James. And, uh, you know, you spent, you know, you talk about Corpus Christi and Round Rock. You didn't get a chance to play in Round Rock, that, or at least not as an Astro because they weren't an Astros affiliate, but you got a chance to play in uh, Corpus Christi. And uh, I know, you know, and you spent, what, two years in Corpus Christi? Is that right? Yes, Parts, two years. Yeah. Yeah. Parts of two years. Parts yeah. of two years. So, and, I mean, a lot of people who may not be familiar with that, that minor league side, I mean, you know, a lot of times I think when you grow up in a big league city, you're thinking, oh, well, you know, it's the minor leagues. You don't maybe pay as close attention to the, the different cities. But, I mean, it, those, those games, those, uh, those teams, they mean a lot to those communities. Yeah, 100%. A lot of people come out to the games, and um, uh, they actually enjoy them and sit there, and they're into it, and, you know, they're cheering. And um, they're a lot of fun for us, too. So, um, I remember uh, starting in, in in Greenville, and uh-huh. you know, packed crowd at Greenville was probably two, three thousand, and that was a lot. And then you go to high A, it's di- uh, low A is different, and once you get to double A, triple A, it gets you know, the fans really, really get into it. Well, it's cool because you you get to to know those fans after a while because yeah. while there's still you know big crowds, relatively intimate ballparks, you know, Whataburger Field and. And uh, the same folks come out night after night. It really creates a, a sense of community. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And seeing the same faces, too, um, and then all your stats, and, you know, it's a lot of fun. All right, so I want to go back a little further than your time in the minor leagues. You know, we mentioned you, you know, you're from the Fort Lauderdale area, uh, you know, born, born and raised in, in Florida. Uh, your parents, though, they're from uh, Virgin Islands, right? Yes. So, uh, St. Croix, is it? St. Croix. My dad was uh, just raised there. My dad was born in Puerto Rico, and my, and my, uh, my mom was raised in, uh, born and raised in St. Thomas. In okay. Yeah. And so they came to Florida and met in Florida? Yes. Um, okay. They came. The islands are very small, so um, they, my dad knew my mom's cousin, and they happened to go to the same school in Jacksonville, so that's how they met. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, 
how big was uh, baseball for you growing up in your family? Were, were, were you a big baseball family? How, was, that, was it kind of a natural progression to just start playing? Um, yeah. Um, my, dad, uh, my dad loved baseball, loves all sports, um, uh, particularly baseball. And um, none of my other cousins really played sports. I had maybe two cousins play, you know, some basketball and some flag football. But um, I was the only one that was actually doing, doing baseball. So... Uh, I didn't have anybody to look up to or to watch. It was more, you know, watching, you know, guys on TV like Derek Jeter and that kind of stuff was uh, what I had. But I didn't have any like older cousins to show me or teach me. So, was was baseball your first love? I mean, or did you enjoy the other sports as well equally? And how did how did that work out? I'd say I'd say it was split. I was I was a, I loved basketball too. I loved basketball. Did you play in high school basketball? I did. I did. For for a short period of time, yeah. What type of basketball were you? Were you a gunner? Were you a, were you someone driving to the basket? No, I was just I was a hustle guy. Hustle okay. guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So that's all I get. Still you need a hustle those guys. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. You need those guys on every yeah. team. Uh, but did you? Was there a point when you kind of realized that? Hey, I I have a chance maybe to, to go somewhere with this baseball. At least maybe get a college scholarship yeah, or something yeah. like that. That was um. It, it was presented to me my junior year. Uh huh. Uh, my you know both coaches met with me and they said hey you know he was like. We think you, you know, you'd be a. We want you on the basketball team, but you know, you can go to, you can get a scholarship for for baseball, and you know, we don't know for for basketball. So um, I took the easy road. And went for I don't know how easy it was. So <laughs> did it even cross your mind? Thought of a college scholarship to play baseball before that? Um, I mean, I, I knew I wanted to go to college, but yeah. um, uh, I, it didn't matter whether it was baseball or basketball. Um, I love them both the same. So, well, it's certainly not an easy road, but I mean, it, your tremendous story—a 34th-round pick out of Western Oklahoma State College, uh, signed by Jim Stevenson, who has a tremendous track record, uh, yeah. especially with with all the Astros farmhands that have come up that he has signed, uh, likes of Dallas Keuchel, Ramon Laureano, and, and you're a, a tremendous example of his. And what, what what was the process when you when you found out the Astros were tracking you and and and, and when you first found out that you were going to be a, a pro baseball player? Um, wow. Uh, Sorry, that's a no, that's no, a no. big question. No, no, I just I. So I didn't know they were. I didn't know. So I got a bunch of those you know letters you're supposed to sign. You know your your name, your 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 what, the, the questionnaires. Yeah, the yeah. questionnaires. I got uh -huh. a ton of those. And as the season went on, I had a pretty good season, and um, I didn't hear anything from anybody going into the draft, and my coach was doing all this stuff for me. So um, he was telling me that I was going to get taken in the eighth or tenth round. So I'm sitting there at, at home, like, watching the rounds fly by. This is what your coach told you? Yeah. Okay. And um, eighth, tenth round comes around, nothing. No, no call. End of the first day or end of the second day, he's like, hey, listen, um, you know, it didn't happen there, you know, definitely tomorrow. So the rounds, every, if, everybody, if anybody watches the draft, the rounds... They fly for a while, yeah. Once you, get, once you get on the third day, the rounds are like two minutes. So, um, nothing. It's like, the tw it's like the 27th round. I'm like, I kind of was like, all right, I'm, I'm over this. I, haven't, I was texting my coach like crazy. He wasn't answering me. So I'm like, all right, I'm... <laughs> All right, I'm over this. So I ended up leaving and going to the gym with a buddy of mine. And um, uh, I get a call. I was, he was bench pressing, and <laughs> I was spotting him. And I get a call. I check my phone. It's my mom, so I answer. And she's like, oh, you, you, you got drafted. You got drafted by the Astros in the 34th round. I was like, oh, okay, cool. 
hung up. (laughs) (laughs) Went about your business. Went about my business. I knew it was going to be a tough road um, going into it um, because the more more they invest in you, the the more opportunities you get. And um, I knew being a 34th rounder, I was gonna, it was going to be a tough road, and um, uh, it took me some time to like process that, and once sure. I did, it, um, it kind of just fueled me to, to work a little, a little harder. Here's another big question. I apologize. If you could, if you could tell one thing to, to the Josh James when he got drafted that you know now to, to inform him and, and, and perhaps make his career a little bit easier, what would that one thing be? Oh, man. Um, there's a lot I'd like to say. But <laughs> we'll say it. Um, no, it, I'd probably just, I wouldn't tell him to change nothing, really, to be honest. It's all part of the journey. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change nothing. I think everybody's journey to the big leagues is different. Mm-hmm. And when you're going through it, you know, you, you want to, you, you wish you could do something different or be somebody that, that, that you're not. And when you go, when you, when you make it and you look back, you're like, man, like, Everything happens for a reason, and and you wouldn't, you don't want to change it. You, so I don't want to change it. I would, I would just tell him to keep, keep working keep on it. Yeah. You're, uh, you mentioned 34th round pick, signing bonus of, of 15,000. What was the first thing you got when, with your signing bonus? And of course, that's before Uncle Sam takes his cut. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, most of it. Unfortunately, my my uh, my aunt passed away um, the year that I got drafted, and um, uh, I helped with most of I helped with some of the funeral and um, wow, um, and then uh, uh, I want to say I just I bought some clothes or something after that, um, but uh, that's it sucks that it happened when it did, but right she was she was probably one of my uh, my bigger supporters when it came to 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 coming to sporting events and. Making sure I was doing my classwork and stuff. So. Well, that's good that you were able to support her in that way uh, after after you got drafted and got your signing bonus. That's not something you generally hear from what, on how people spend their signing bonus. We're gonna have more with Josh James in just a moment. I'd like to say, hey, if you're looking for the biggest games, the most flexibility, or an all-around great value, check out Astros Mini Plans. From three-game options to the 15-game flex plan presented by Netspin, we have the perfect plan for you. Pick yours today at astros.com slash ticket plans. Astroline presented by Carbach Brewing Company, live from Duffy Sports Grill in downtown West Palm Beach on Clematis. will continue on the Houston Astros Radio Network. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. Crafted for serious fun. The sun is shining, the palms are swaying, and Astro Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beach is all in one place. Visit astros.com slash spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561-500-4487.
And welcome back to Duffy Sports Grill on Clematis, downtown West Palm Beach, for another edition of Astroline, presented by Carbach Brewing Company. Hey, 2020 memberships to the official Astros Kids Club now on sale for 30 bucks. Astros Buddies memberships presented by BBVA includes tickets to select Astros games, premium items, and exclusive opportunities. Visit astros.com slash buddies for more information today. Robert Ford, Mike Coffin, joined by Astros pitcher Josh James. And uh, you know, we were talking a, a little bit about your, your road to the big leagues. And, uh, you know, there, there's a really important part of the story, obviously, you know, playing, growing up, getting drafted, you know, going to college, getting drafted, all that. Uh, but you weren't necessarily, you mentioned being a 34th round pick, not as much invested. A lot of times guys like that aren't necessarily considered prospects, but you had something really key change for you, and that was a diagnosis of sleep apnea yeah. before the 2017 season. And my understanding is that this all started because one of your roommates in the minor leagues noticed how loud you snored. Yeah. Come on, Robert. You can't bring this up with all these people here. Is there something wrong with saying snoring? <laughs> I didn't realize that was taboo. So, so if you could just talk about that process, like, you know, okay, you, you know you snore loud, but, I mean, yes. several people do. That doesn't necessarily mean there's, well, there's sleep apnea. No, no, no. So um, it was in Quad Cities. I remember it was uh, Ryan Thompson. He was my roommate. He okay. Would, he'd complain often. He's a character. Yeah, and um, uh, didn't do anything about it that off season. And um, I noticed when I was driving to the gym um, from my house, uh, I'd wake up and I'd be driving. I'm like, all right, I'd have my cup of coffee, and I'd still get to the gym. I was tired, and I would have to like sit down and kind of like do something on my phone to kind of like give me some time. And then I get lazy, and then then on my would drive home, I'd be falling asleep. I'd be I'd have to drink a cup of coffee or something to keep me up on my drive back home because I'd be like kind of like dozing off or just feel really exhausted um, to the point where when I got home, I would sprint inside to, to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that offseason, I'm like, hey, I got I to gotta look, get looked at or something. Um, so I did, and uh, the doctor, you know, I did all my testing, and he was like, hey, listen, you know, we can do a couple different options, and... Um, Two of them may not work, and then there's one that will work, but, you know, you're just going to have to wear a mask. It might be a little uncomfortable, but we know it's going to fix it. So I said, all right, no problem. I'd rather do the for sure thing and look a little funny when I sleep. I Um, do that anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I did that, and I noticed, like, it wasn't wasn't an immediate change. It wasn't like I woke up next next morning feeling like Superman. it, it took it took a month. It took two months to kind of. I would I'd wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, you know, wow. I don't need I don't need coffee. Mm-hmm. Or uh, on my drive home, I would get home and um, I'd want to go back to the gym with my buddy and work out with him. And I just felt like I had more energy throughout the day. And uh, when I got into season, I just felt stronger. I didn't really feel. And I had a, and I had a really good season that year. Great so, year. Um, uh, it was just a it was just a gradual change that I felt. One thing that fans might notice uh, at, at different points throughout your your start or your appearance, you, you'll you'll kind of step off the rubber and and look at the foul pole. Can you tell us why you do that and and you know what are the circumstances or why did you start to to use that to to help you out during the 
your start? So, so we hired a uh, mental strength coach, and uh, his first year was, I want to say it was 17. It was that, it was that year. And um, he, uh, you know, he did his spiel in spring training, and I was like, ah, oh, man, I'm not buying into that. I don't believe that that works. And um, I had an up-and-down season in 17, and uh, came spring of 18. I said, hey, you know what? He gave his spiel again, and I'm like, you know what? Let me try this. Let me, let me see what, what this is about. And one of the first things he, sh he, he showed me was a, a video of uh, Evan Longoria and his process. It was in between, you know, he would either, you know, he would do his, undo his batting gloves, redo his batting gloves, and he would look at the foul pole. And that was like his reset button on, on, on what he needed to do. Kind of like your doormat, too, when you, when yeah. you go home. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I got that from, from Jesse. So, um, yeah, so I look back, and when I look over there, it's just kind of, that's, I got to get back to where I need to be. And that's what helps me get there is just kind of looking at that, focusing, telling myself, to take a deep breath, take a deep breath, and then refocus on on the task at hand. Isn't it crazy how that all that stuff affects your performance? I mean, it, it you know on the surface you're like, well, you just kind of you just kind of looked away to a certain direction, just kind of looked yeah. away, and all that stuff is just pulsing through your veins. That's yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, and then um, there was some worry. I know um, my man, <laughs> my manager in uh, Rodney Linares uh, in AAA got. He was like, hey, listen, you got to find something else. Like, <laughs> you, can't, you, you can't keep looking at the foul pole because, you know, when you get to Minute Maid and you're looking back there, you're going to see, you know, thousands and thousands of fans. And I was like, hey, like, I'll figure that out when I yeah. get there, but I'm, I'm not changing it. Yeah. So you still look at that foul pole at Minute I still, Maid Park. I still do it. I still do it. I do it every, every, every start, uh, every outing. Is there a particular part of the foul pole or is it just the foul pole in just general? The foul, it's just the top, just the, yeah. just the top of the foul pole. Okay. Well, and it's good that, you know, you've learned these techniques and, you know, the sleep apnea and the, the focusing because, uh, you know, it's not just you anymore. You right. have a, was your son Noah, what, 15 months now? Yes. 15, 15 months, months, your wife Gabby. And uh, I know whenever I ask you about Noah during the season, you always light up. I mean, that's, I mean, right. what, what a joy that is to be a parent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a little scary. Something. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. But um, it's a lot of fun. Um, just to... The, the best part of my day is when I, w uh, when I wake up, because we made the mistake and he sleeps with us, so, um, but, so when I wake up and he wakes me up or I roll over and I see him, that's, that's, that's number one. And number two would be uh, at the end of the day when they, when they come to get me from the field and he sees me and he comes running towards me. That's, that's the second best part of my Talk day. Talk about so. a reset button right yeah, there, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. No better, no better, no better feeling. Than that, uh, is he starting? Is he starting to get aware of like what you do and about baseball? Yeah, yeah. He um, so every so we I started we started another routine every before every game. Uh, he comes out to the bullpen with me. Uh, he he'll meet me out in the bullpen, and you know he'll watch me warm up, and then um, and I wave to him, and then I go out into the game. And he watches the game. And he's there jumping. And, That's really cool. And, uh, yeah, Does he know cool. that you throw a hundred? No, probably not. He throws pretty hard himself. He's not he sitting there with a radar gun? No, yeah. That's when, he, when he's 16 months. He'll yeah. start. What, what is it like to throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball? What does it feel like? I get that question a lot. Um, and it's, I don't know. I, I can't, it's a feeling that I can't describe, but um, 
it's something I wish everybody could at least no doubt get a piece of. Can you tell, like, all right, this one, like after you throw a pitch, and you, you can you tell? Oh yeah, that was that was ninety nine hundred. No, I wish. Uh, there's times. <laughs> there's, there's times. There's times I'll reach back and, and let it go, and I'm like, oh, I, I, no, that was a good one. I look at the board, and I'm like, oh, all right, that's what I got. So it's like ninety seven. Uh, in 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 uh, in uh, Northport, it was like it was 90, 95, 95, I think it was. I look back. Uh, I was trying to let it go, and it just yeah, not there yet. Well, looking back, I'll never forget this. You, you when you made your uh, your big league debut in uh, September of twenty eighteen, uh, we the, the hooks were in San Antonio, and we were all crowded in the you know the cramped visiting clubhouse, yeah. all huddled around and, and watching the TV. And everybody's jazzed up. And then when you struck out uh, Cole Calhoun with that 100-mile-an-hour fastball, the place just went nuts. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. What do you remember most about learning you were going to the big leagues and that particular, that particular start, that particular ball game? Um, it's kind of cool to hear that, uh, that you know, they uh, – I mean, literally were, everyone huddled around the It's kind of cool to hear that because those are things sometimes you don't really hear about. And, um, you know, I don't want to – take stuff like that you sometimes you know you for, you know kind of forget some people on the way up and um so that's gonna make me give give some people some phone calls and, and see how they're doing um but i mean that game in particular i just remember being a little bit more jittery than than previous or ever before so uh staring at the foul pull a lot that <laughs> yeah yeah i did uh, no but i remember the day after, I think Springer, I think it was Springer, was telling me about it. He was like, "Man, uh, I knew I, I, I thought we were gonna be in trouble when I saw you go out like 30 minutes or 40 minutes before the anthem." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I, I was nervous, and um, after I got the first one, though, it just kind of felt like, like business as usual. But the leading up to it, it was definitely 41,000 at that game. Yeah. I mean, so it was, it was a big crowd Saturday, you know, against the Angels, a big moment for you. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, man, what, what a great outing it was. You didn't get a decision in that game, but you pitched well, and the Astros wound up winning that ball game. And, Nine uh, punches. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're looking forward to seeing you a lot more in an Astros uniform. Uh, we know what you're capable of doing. I know you have an idea of what you're capable of doing, and we're looking forward to seeing you do more of it uh, in your time with the Astros. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah. you, Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Great job. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh James, Houston Astros pitcher. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. We'll be back with one more segment of Astroline presented by Carbac Brewing Company coming to you live from Duffy Sports Grill on downtown, downtown West Palm Beach on Clematis and on the Astros Radio Network. Looking for a great place to bring your friends and family? Head on over to Carbach Brewing for some fresh craft beer and damn good eats. With our on-site restaurant and sprawling beer garden, there's always something for everyone to enjoy. So grab a Love Street Blonde or a Hopadillo IPA and kick back and relax. And keep up with all of our events by following us on social media at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. 
crafted for serious fun. The sun is shining, the palms are swaying, and Astro Spring Training is back in West Palm Beach this spring. Come experience baseball and the Palm Beach is all in one place. Visit astros.com slash spring to download your 2020 spring training schedule or call 561-500-HITS for ticket information or to place your season ticket, suite, or party deck deposits today. That's 561-500-4487. And welcome back to Astroline, presented by Carbach Brewing Company, coming to you live from Duffy Sports Grill, downtown West Palm Beach on Clematis. Robert Ford joined once again by Mike Coffin. Hey, don't forget, there is still one more Astroline show, and it is next Friday, the 20th, and it's going to be right back here at Duffy Sports Grill on Clematis, downtown West Palm Beach. Guest TBA. I have an idea who it will be, but can't announce it just yet. But certainly don't want to miss it on the Houston Astros Radio Network. It starts at a 6 Central time. There'll be 7 Eastern time if you're down in West Palm Beach uh, for that show. Definitely don't want to miss it. Next Friday, the 20th, the final Astro line of the 2019-2020 uh, Astros off season. So, Mike, you know, you've, you've been down here now, what, has it been a, a week now? Yeah, a little over a week. A little over a week. Uh, you've seen quite a few games. You were on the air for several of them. You, you helped us out producing and engineering the, the last three games. Uh, as your partner in Corpus Christi, Dominic Contronio, was on the air with me the last, last few days. Uh, anything surprise you so far that you've seen in camp uh, that, that maybe you weren't expecting uh, to this point, well, I don't, I don't know if I mean obviously you have the uh, the you know the the situation with Justin Verlander not knowing if right. he's going to be on the opening day roster. So I think that was probably the biggest development you know for me in, in, in camp this week. And and uh, you know the Astros have a lot of options in terms of filling out that rotation. Uh, and there, there's a few different ways you can look at it. Obviously, you know Verlander saving some innings on the front end, which is nice. You need him ready to go uh, as you, you get down the stretch run. But this creates opportunities, and right. this creates chances. And, uh, you know, a week ago we were talking about uh, three or four guys competing for one spot in the rotation. Now we're talking about three or four guys competing in, in two spots in the rotation. And so you're going to have a trickle-down effect with uh, the bullpen as well. So it was really apropos to have uh, Josh James on today because he's right in that mix, uh, a tremendous talent. And... Uh, as a fan, that's what I'm most excited about watching as, as spring training kind of goes down to the wire and comes to a close is, is how that starting rotation is going to shape out when the club breaks camp. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's a big key to a good way to look at it, too, because I think, obviously, as a fan, you hear Justin Verlander probably not ready for opening day. You're thinking, man, that's unfortunate. That's a bummer. I love watching Justin it Verlander is. I mean, pitch. it is. It, it is, is a bummer. You know, and, you know, obviously he makes the Astros better when he's out there. But I think that's a good way of looking at. It. All right, let's let's see some of these other let's see some of these others guys. Let's see if Josh James can step up. Let's see if Austin Pruitt can step up. Let's see what what Framber Valdez if he can finally uh, harness all of his talent. So uh, I think that's a great way of looking at it. Is it's an opportunity to see other guys and see what they can do and see if they can step up. And you know I'm really looking forward to that. And obviously you're going to be on the front lines too at Corpus Christi because you're going to see some of the guys who are the next wave. Potential. Sure. And in in terms of you know what the Astros have now at the big league level, obviously. Austin Pruitt is a known quantity. You know he can go out there and compete uh, and get outs in the big leagues. Throws a lot of strikes. Throws a lot of strikes. Yeah. And then you have, in addition to Josh James, you mentioned Framber Valdez. Talk about some elite stuff. And his issue has been filling up the strike zone, being more efficient. 
And and from what I've seen in the, the two outings that I've watched him pitch since I've been here, he has really done that. And you might look at his line from a couple of years ago and see the four runs. Well, he had that, that big rain shower come in. But other than that, he was he was spot on, very effective. And and when he is in the strike zone, man, when he's when he's ahead in the count, 0-2, 1-2, uh, he's, he's tough to beat. And that's the key, being in the strike zone, because his stuff has so much movement that he's one of those pitchers. You always hear about that, you know, hey, the catcher can just set up down the middle and let his ball move. Sure. I mean, you don't need to set up on the corners with, with Framber Valdez. And, yeah, and that, that's the thing that's really impressed me. Uh, you mentioned the outings you've seen from him. You know, I remember seeing his first, I guess it was his first couple of outings this spring, same thing, pounding the strike zone, still the great movement, and obviously that great curveball. If he gets ahead of anybody, Forget about uh, he has a chance to, 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 to get that guy out. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing that. And I know Brent Strom has said about Fromber, he felt like, you know, Fromber, we were talking about Josh James earlier, becoming a dad, uh, you know, 15 months ago, Fromber became a dad this offseason. And Brent Strom said he felt like he saw a bit of a different demeanor in Fromber. So you hope maybe that translates maybe uh, a little bit more mature now because it's easy to forget how young some of these guys well, are. Well, and, and I know that, that it happened for me. You know, here I am, you know, when I had my first, when I had yeah, my son. You, I knew you before you had your child. You were a disaster. I'm a disaster, <laughs> a complete train wreck. And then, and then you, you create this kid. You have this kid. They look at you, and you're like, oh, my. This is, this, is a, this is a lot more than me. And your life changes when you get married and all that good stuff. Sure. But it really changes when you have a kid and, and you realize – exactly what's on the line and what's important and uh, and i agree with strami i agree with you i think that's certainly going to help out Fromber as, as he uh, grows as a professional how much fun is it for you seeing some of these guys in big league camp for the first time whether they're minor league call-ups or or, or non-roster players and getting them these guys you saw at corpus christi Man. and seeing them perform in, in big league games albeit spring training but sure. still th- that's a big deal to these guys well I, I mean it's what it's all about you know and as a guy that that uh spends a lot of time at whataburger field and watching the corpus christi hooks play and and you see all of the guys that that were key cogs uh from the astros in this in this incredible three-year uh, run the the 100 win campaigns they all came through corpus christi and you, you have some acquisitions, obviously, via trades, uh, the Coles, the Verlanders, um, the Grankies of the world. Uh, but, but by and large, this is a, this is a homegrown bunch. And uh, just to see them impact uh, at the big league level, to see their success, to talk to guys like Josh James a few years after, it really is worthwhile, really is rewarding. And that's the reason why we do this. And it's, it's constant. It's, it's, it's always continuing. This year, it's, it's watching guys like Brian Abreu, uh, Brandon Belak, Christian mm-hmm. Javier, Anoli Paredes, these kids uh, come up and, and, and open up some eyes because, you know, we're on the front lines in the sparkling city, and, and, and we see that each and every night. It's, it's a lot of fun. Who have you seen at Corpus Christi in your time? And you've been with the Hooks how long now? Oh, Lord. Uh, 14? 14, 14 years. years, right? This is number two broadcaster to Matt Hicks, who's now right. radio broadcaster for the Texas Rangers. And when he left, you became the, the lead broadcaster in Corpus Christi. For 14 years, Corpus Christi, uh, who stands out to you as someone who you saw with Corpus Christi and you thought, you know, I, I don't, I'm not so sure about this guy's big league potential, but really surprised you with how he's performed, you know, getting to the big leagues and, and, and having a little bit of success? Well, I, you know, I, it's, it's tough for me to say because, you know, you see these guys and obviously you get to be biased, but one mm-hmm. of my favorite guys that I, that I watch out, go out there and watch compete with the Astros every day is, is Chris Davinsky. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a guy uh, that really wasn't on the prospect radar 
And, and he went out there and he pitched his way on to that radar. And he was the Hooks pitcher of the year, uh, you know, ultimately made his big league debut and has never looked back since and really has been able to revolutionize his repertoire and, and use that devastating changeup and go out there and, and, and get some, some high leverage uh, innings out of the bullpen. And uh, for, in terms of the, the ultimate characters of the game, he's certainly up there, and just it's, it's outstanding to watch his success over the years. It certainly is. Uh, Hooks open the season when? Uh, on April the 9th, a Thursday, and then uh, Astros Futures weekend. Uh, there will right. be a contest in Round Rock on April the 4th, a Saturday, a night game, and then we'll have a Sunday uh, matinee on the, the 5th of April. So that's, that's our first game at Whataburger Field. So it's, it's getting here, man. A little bit later. For the, you, you're obviously starting a little bit earlier, but... Right. Uh, it's here. We're, we're ready to roll. It is here. The season is almost upon us, and what an exciting time of year to be a baseball fan as we get ready to open up the 2020 Major League season in the Astros season as they look to defend their American League title and get back to the World Series. Mike Coffin, I know you're heading back uh, to Corpus Christi tomorrow. Good to see you. Thank great you for job, your Robert. help. Thanks over for last having week. me, man. I really appreciate always, it. Always, always like to thank Josh James. Uh, great having him on. Uh, such a, a fine young man and, 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 and an incredible talent. I'd like to thank our studio producer, Bob Elliott, back uh, at our flagship station, KBME, back in Houston. Also, producer engineer, Matt Boltz, always does a great job. Also, like the to thank every Fox. The Silver Fox, Matt Boltz. Also, like to thank everybody who showed up here at Duffy's. Definitely want to come down to spring training. Come out to an Astro line. Duffy's Sports Grill on Clematis in downtown West Palm Beach. Our next show is next Friday, the 20th. Hope to see you here for that. Again, like to thank everybody for joining us. I'm Robert Ford saying so long. You've been listening to Astroline presented by Carbach Brewing Company live from Duffy Sports Grill on Clematis in downtown West Palm Beach and on the Astros Radio Network. Astroline. You've been listening to Sports Talk 790 Astroline. The Astros' official preseason show presented by Carbach Brewing Company. Astroline. On Sports Talk 790, home of the Strohs. Later, later.